the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. TC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO. Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Mexico is transporting migrants away from the southern U.S. border as well as from its own border with Guatemala to relieve pressure on border cities. Mexican officials believe the strategy could reduce crossings temporarily, but everybody says it's not sustainable in the long run. GOP lawmakers want the U.S. to do something, too. Speaking with the Salem News Channel, Wisconsin Republican Senator Ron Johnson criticizes Democrats for abandoning border security. We've offered amendments to just complete building the wall that we paid for, and Democrats uh, uniformly vote against that type of thing. So they have, they have no interest in border security. Remember, President Obama declared it a humanitarian crisis when we were encountering and apprehending 2,000 people a day. Uh, we, we've been over 11,000 people a day, and that will skyrocket above and beyond that. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. We look at the release of the report from Special Counsel John Durham, Chairman of the Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan. They had no evidence, no probable cause to even start this investigation. All this and more. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Help defend AM radio by texting AM to 52886 to tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. AM radio has evolved to meet the needs of our community and has over 80 million listeners each month. So help defend AM radio by texting AM to 52886. Your forecast for your Sunday, high around 77 degrees, sunny skies for the afternoon. Tonight's low reaching 55 and clear skies for the overnight. Monday, sunny with a high near 80 degrees. It's AM 1280 The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And don't forget, we do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give our page a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And uh, feel free to follow along, like I said, on the live stream. And there's a comment section there where you can uh, leave your comments. And as always, we thank you for tuning in on this. uh, Boy, this has been a beautiful weekend. This has been, uh, I dare say, the nicest entire weekend of this year. Definitely the top three. I know we're about uh, almost five full months into 2023. And this weekend, as far as the weather, has been uh, easily in the top three of entire weekends in terms of weather. So uh, we hope you are out enjoying it. Uh, Again, you may be listening to this via the podcast because you were out enjoying the weekend. So we certainly appreciate your support there as well. I'm going to kind of do what I normally do, kind of take one hour to talk some local slash Minnesota stories and then take the second hour to talk about some national news 
Uh, we are 11 hours away, a little less than 11 hours away from the uh, 2023 Minnesota legislative session officially ending. I should have had Spencer queue up like some hallelujah music or something like that uh, with that declaration. Uh, we have talked ad nauseum uh, about this legislative session pretty much right out of the chute. Uh, the DFLers uh, gone wild. You remember that uh, old video DVD series that they used to advertise late at night, uh, infomercials, Girls Gone Wild? Uh, I don't mean to put that picture in your head with some of these uh, septuagenarian DFLers and uh, crazy things that they've got going on. But when I say DFLers Gone Wild, I'm talking about kind of the equivalent of a uh, of a crack whore with a stolen gold card. Because, yeah, the $18 billion deficit that they projected to have going into this session, that's pretty much gone, and they've gone above and beyond that and have injected into it uh, tax increases, spending increases, have grown government faster than the rate of growth of our Minnesota economy. Uh, we'll get to all of that this hour, but I think it's I think we should kind of start back from the beginning. When, when Tim Walls first uh, ran for governor back in 2018, he kind of came up with this uh, this folksy, you know, uh, what he thought I'm sure was a catchy little slogan called One Minnesota. And the mindset behind that is like, look, Democrats, Republicans, independents, you know, we all have uh, different ways. Uh, we all have different worldviews. I mean, we all kind of have the same goal to make Minnesota a place where people want to live and people want to raise their families. And obviously we want to do best by, by our families, whatever that may look like. Ultimately we have the same goal. We just have different ways of getting there. But, but at the end of the day, we're one Minnesota. And that's what, you know, he was selling to voters. And he did that in mind with, knowing that as Democrats, they couldn't do whatever they wanted because inevitably you were going to have one portion of the legislature, whether it was the House or the Senate, that was under Republican control. Well, when Walls was elected in 2018, what also happened in 2018 is the Minnesota House flipped from Republican control to Democrat control, but the Senate remained in Republican hands. And then 2020 came and went, and the Republicans shrunk the majority, DFL majority in the House, and they also kept their Senate majority. So that was the idea. I mean, obviously, he was going to pitch his Democrat policies, but knowing full well he wasn't going to get <clears throat> whatever he wanted. Well, we all know what happened in 2022. The, Demo the DFL maintained control of the House. They were able to flip the Senate by one seat, so now they have a scant one-seat majority in the Senate and, of course, maintain the governor's office with Walls being reelected. And yet, with all of that, on election night, the Democrats, right out of the chute, started talking like they had California-sized Majorities in the state. And I've talked about that. You know, the the uh, legislative equivalent or uh, in California, they call it California Assembly. Well, there you have uh, Democrats with these substantial majorities. And I wrote a piece about this at uh, bradcarlson.org uh, some time ago that in in California, you talk about uh, a huge majority. I think it's like, oh gosh, if if I remember right, it's, it's essentially it's like three to one uh, Democrats to Republicans in the uh, California Assembly. And, you know, whether it's both the uh, the House side or the Senate side. Yeah, here it is. Um it's a 62 to 18 advantage in the state assembly and a 32 to 8 majority in the Senate. So it's a 4 to 1 majority in the Senate and like a 3.5 to 1 majority in the state assembly in California. 
And you talk about U.S. House seats, California being a large state, they have a delegation of 52 U.S. House seats, and it's like a 40 to 12 majority. So there, you can implement all the progressive utopia you want, and you're not going to face any consequences at the ballot box because it's it's past the point of no return in California. But yet, you had DFLers signaling after they had the big election night here in Minnesota that, they were going to govern that way. It's like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. This isn't this isn't a far-left progressive state. It might be, say, in, in Minneapolis and St. Paul. But even and, and as you get in the first-ring suburbs, okay, they're not far-left kook progressives like you might find in the inner workings of, you know, in the Minneapolis DFL. You know, there's still significantly democrat but as you get further out the state it's it's not definitely not far left progressive and yet they were signaling they were going to govern that way despite the fact that they have a one seat majority in the senate a 70 to 64 advantage in the house and you talk about the congressional delegation u.s house delegation it's four to four four democrats four republicans so that tells you that the entire state is definitely not far left progressive. And I and there is no way you will be ever be able to convince me that the majority of citizens of this state approve of abortion right up until minutes before birth. You'll never be able to convince me that the majority of citizens in this state believe that it's okay to shield a fourteen year old from Iowa, from his parents, in order to receive gender-affirming care. And I do gender-affirming care in scare quotes because that involves uh, genital mutilation and puberty blockers and all that other stuff. You're never going to be able to convince me a majority of Minnesotans believe that in those two bits, just those two bits of legislation. And they sure as hell don't believe, a majority of Minnesotans, that you take an $18 billion surplus, spend every single solitary cent, and then some, and then implement tax increases and grow government faster than the rate the economy is growing. You'll never be able to convince me a majority of Minnesotans are down with that. And yet, that is how the DFL has governed this entire session. And I don't need to recap the entire session. I just need to go through this past week, and that'll probably take up the entire hour. Uh, I I wrote about this again last week at um, bradcarlson.org. Representative Pat Garofalo, he's a Republican out of Farmington, he he tweeted this out. He says, you know, from 2020 to 2021, Minnesota lost $1.5 billion in adjusted gross income Versus Wisconsin losing only $61 million. So DFL knows their higher taxes will cause even more migration. But those leaving are more likely GOP. So the DFL is willing to accept the wealth damage in exchange for a more politically liberal electorate. And that's, that's something along the lines I've been saying. Well, I've been saying it's either that or the DFL says, look, Let's get while the getting's good. We may not have these permanent majorities forever. In fact, we may only have them for just this biennium, you know, uh, 2022 and 2023, or excuse me, 2023 and 2024. So let's just get while the getting's good. Okay? Because even if the Republicans take over the House in 2024, you know, there's only so much they're going to be able to do with a DFL-controlled Senate and a DFL or in the governor's office. So let's just get while the getting's good, and let's make it so... Even if there is all Republican majorities on the scant chance that that might ever happen again, all of these policies will be so difficult to untie that there's going to be no practical way for them forward. So it's one of those two. But either of those scenarios is not the most rosy picture for conservatives, that's for sure. I mean, we can pin all our hopes on 2024 that the House will flip. And even if it does flip back to Republicans, OK, what, what, what are they going to be able to do? Not much except stem the tide of this out-of-control buffet of lunacy, which I would take at this point, to be perfectly honest with you. But this is this is something I've been thinking about. When the inevitable budget deficit occurs within the next few years, 
who's going to be left to ding for the tax revenue? If indeed we've lost that much revenue, and again, this is this is more due to the unrest that was taking place from 2020 to 2021, how the, the state lost a billion and a half dollars in adjusted gross income. How is that going to be exacerbated with these policies where people are, are, are already signaling? It's like this is becoming way too, the, the state's becoming way too unaffordable. And the buffet of, of, of fiscal policy that they've passed, I haven't even really gotten into that. So we'll get into that. We come back in the next segment. And uh, we will be available to take your phone calls, by the way, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. And we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So check us out there if you like. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. From Glencoe to New Mexico and Apple Valley to Napa Valley, Intelligent Radio. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. It takes teamwork to stay safe on Minnesota roads during the winter. You can help. When you see snowplows at work, slow down. Slower speeds can save lives. Don't crowd the plow and leave plenty of space between yourself and other vehicles. Keep your headlights on to see and be seen. Avoid distractions and always stay alert behind the wheel. This message brought to you by the Minnesota Department of Transportation, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Many people are searching for the right 401k decisions within these crazy markets. Are you looking for a local community of investors with the right skills that could help build confidence? Make better financial decisions right here in the Twin Cities because you are the best steward of your own money. Call OTA today to learn more in our free introductory investing class, either in center or virtually at 952-814-4410, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com. The government is spying on you. No surprise, I know. But did you know the banks are helping them? And did you know that withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Let Swiss America educate you about this. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government, and they report any behavior they think is suspicious. You'll be shocked when you read The Secret War on Cash from Swiss America. This new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. This war on cash is growing daily, and it also includes all forms of digital money. So please, get and read The Secret War on Cash free by calling or texting right now at 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. Message and data rates may apply. This radio station is always on, but sometimes you need more content than you can take with you anywhere. That's why we invented the SalemPodcastNetwork.com. You'll find all the great hosts on this radio station, plus a few more like Charlie Kirk, Dinesh D'Souza, Trish Reagan, Jenna Ellis, and Dennis and Julie. There's literally no end to what they can teach you. It's like radio on demand. And just like radio, it's always on. Go find out what you're missing. Download the app, SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Looking to make a difference? Volunteer for your local fire department. Join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Visit makemeafirefighter.org. Hey, welcome back. AM 12 the Patriot. It's me, Brad Carlson, on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks always for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. And check out our uh, live stream on our Facebook page. Again, go to Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And if you haven't liked or followed our Facebook pages yet, well, why the heck not? Well, do so if you haven't done so already. And uh, like I say, check out the live stream where you can leave a comment. As always, our good friend Wild Wilson from down in Texas is uh, sending his greetings. Wild, always good to see you, sir. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Uh, continuing with the talk of the uh, 
DFLers gone wild, or as I've, or as I've been calling it, a buffet of lunacy that has occurred. Not just the just this past week. I mean, the whole session has just been a, a, an absolute uh, crap show. But this past week, absolutely beyond the pale. And as I was talking about last segment, DFLers are already operating like we are a cold California, like they have three and a half to four to one majorities in both chambers and that the they consistently win statewide races by well more than double digits and that's just not the case but yet they govern like it is and perhaps the brazenness was never more apparent than this past week uh, Tori Van Oot, who writes for the local uh, Axios website, again, check out their work, axios.com, she uh, posted a chart saying that exemption for sales taxes for more baby products that passed both Minledge chambers, no longer in either Senate or House offer on the tax bill per the latest breakdown. So what happened is, is obviously, again, Republicans have no control, no power, The best they can do is offer amendments and other bipartisan proposals. And one of the bipartisan proposals they were offering in the tax bill was, hey, you know what? Uh, This would really, you know, these uh, families, these working families, you DFLers are always using as a as in your campaign slogans that you care so much about. You know, it would really help them out, particularly in this era of just insane inflation How about making some of these products exempt from sales tax? Because the sales tax rate on some of these very expensive products, that adds up. Particularly with all of the products that, you know, infants use very early on. We could use a break from that. And, of course, they acquiesced and these uh, taxes were exempt. But then, like I say, Tori Van Oat posted this chart and said, yeah, you know, these um, baby products that were supposed to be exempt from sales tax in this new agreement yeah it's no longer uh in the in the agreement here what's what's going on and oh yeah by the way they they stripped out that exemption that sales tax exemption last sunday what was last sunday does anybody remember what last sunday was what holiday it was it was mother's day you're going to strip out taxes on baby products on mother's day I mean, you gotta you gotta applaud the the moxie. You gotta applaud the brazenness of nothing else. If you if if you're so arrogant that you think you're going to have permanent majorities for the rest of time, and you might be right. I'm not I'm not I'm not necessarily disagreeing on that being a possibility. To strip out that provision on Mother's Day, when you have an 18 billion dollar surplus. I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to come up with the words, you know, words I can say on the air, anyways, in regards of that. That, you know, again, there and no explanation is offered up for that. I mean, this is just, we, this is just how these people operate. They've met it, never met a tax increase that they didn't like. Doesn't matter, the surplus. And I, I mean, I've I know a good number of new moms. You know, they I see them in my Twitter feed, and you know, and when their youngsters were born, and sharing wonderful stories about their youngsters being born, and sweet pictures of their kid being born, and then the next tweet, some of the uh, sentiments they were expressing, uh, I was like, whoa, <laughs> quite the juxtaposition there. And I can't say I blame them. I, I'm not going to call their names. You you people out there, you probably follow the same people I do. Uh, it's, it, it's an, it's absolutely incredible. And again, I talk about this mantra that governor walls was putting forth ever since he first ran for governor in 2018. And then his subsequent, uh, ele- election victories touting the one Minnesota. Well, we're one Minnesota. We're one Minnesota. You know, again, we just want to do what's best for our families. We may have different ones, different paths to get there. Um, what, what, what path, I, I I wouldn't have never have guessed there'd have been a path for families paying higher taxes. That that's the best best thing for working families, because you know that's a, that's one of the DFL's 
favorite phrases. We need to we need to stand up for working families. And this this, this to me is just beyond the pale. This is this is your one Minnesota, uh, by the way, screwing over young families, uh, senior citizens on a fixed income. Remember that. Remember DF. There were some DFLers that campaigned on repealing Social Security tax. Yeah, that's not happening. I mean, for some seniors it is, but only those who fit in a certain income category. And also lawful gun owners. Yeah, I haven't even gotten to some of the uh, uh, gun control provisions that they put through in the, in the public safety omnibus bill. We'll, we'll get to that next segment. But again, the people who are squawking the most and complaining the most about this are people more right of center because you will never get hardcore Democrat voters, even those who have young families, to admit that this is a bad thing, that this is an outrage, because they're 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 going to go along with the cutesy DFL slogans, happy to pay for better Minnesota. You know, we're one Minnesota. We, we, we all have to do our part. Again, you have an $18 billion surplus. And yet you still have the mayor of St. Paul going to the Capitol with his handout, requesting a, a, a slight sales tax rate increase to pay for potholes in the city of St. Paul. Basic government functions like potholes. And for some reason, the city of St. Paul isn't able to pony up for that because they're you know too busy doing feasibility studies for, I don't know, some sort of universal basic income or whatever garbage that they got going on there. It's just, it's absolutely insane. And you know what's amazing to me is yesterday morning, uh, I was putting together a blog post at, at bradcarlson.org, just kind of. Get, writing a recap of the Senate just this past week, not even you know talking about the Senate as a whole, but just this past week about talking about how the DFL, they remind me of scorpions. Now, Spencer, you're a younger guy. Are you familiar with the fable, the scorpion and the frog? I am. Okay. I am. Okay. Some of, some of you younger folks out there may not be uh, familiar with it. I'll just kind of give a synopsis. Uh, a scorpion wants to cross a river but can't swim. So it asks a frog to carry it across. The frog hesitates, afraid that the scorpion might sting it, but the scorpion promises not to, pointing out that, look, if I'm on your back and we're going across the pond and I can't swim and I sting you, you're going to die. Well, guess what? I'm going to die, too, because I can't swim. So the frog considers this argument sensible and agrees to transport the scorpion. Well, midway across the river, the scorpion stings the frog anyway, dooming them both. The dying frog asks the scorpion why it stung despite knowing the consequence, to which the scorpion replies, I'm sorry, but I just couldn't resist the urge. It's in my nature. So when you ask how the DFL can possibly raise taxes and screw over young families by saying, yeah, we'll exempt these expensive baby products that you buy, not just the strollers and baby carriers, but also other everyday items that you buy on a regular basis where you're really going to feel it. Instead instead of uh, keeping those exempt, we're going to take that off the table. If, 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 if you're asking how the DFL could do that despite an $18 billion budget surplus, all I can think of is that they're scorpions. They can't resist the urge to raise taxes. It's in their nature. It's the only explanation I can come up with. And, again, this goes back to the campaign. Well, literally two, three days before Election Day, someone posted a tweet that uh, Tim Walls put out. You know, know, his opponents were uh, uh, Scott Jensen uh, was running for governor and Scott Jensen's running mate, Matt Burke, was lieutenant governor. And... This tweet, he says, millionaires like Scott and Matt don't understand what working Minnesotans need two thousand, or that Minnesota that working Minnesotans need two thousand dollar checks in their pockets. They killed that deal for their self interest. But when Peggy Flanagan and I are reelected, we'll push to get this done. Just remember that tweet. I, I don't have time to to expand on it, but I'll come back in the next segment talk about it millionaires like scott and matt don't understand that working minnesotans need two thousand dollar checks in their pockets they killed that deal for their self-interest what they killed that deal scott and matt killed that they weren't elected officials what is he even talking about 
Am I missing something there? Or is he referring to the legislature? Because if so, that's not clear in this tweet. It's in the, the way I read that tweet is insinuating that Scott Jensen and Matt Burke killed a deal that would have given $2,000 checks to Minnesotans, you know, because there was already like a close to a $9 billion surplus. It, it nearly doubled as time went on. So we'll come back, talk a little bit more about that. Again, we're available to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. Or check us out on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have the live stream of the broadcast up and running. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back with one se- another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. In 1981, Heritage Christian Academy began with 13 students. Today, they celebrate God's faithfulness with 550 students in grades pre-K through 12. God has shown his provision for HCA for 40 years. Let me introduce one of God's faith-filled stories. Hi, I'm Tanya Scott. I serve as president at Heritage Christian Academy. The first graduating class in 2001 paved the way for students to enter some of the finest colleges and universities in the country. Around the world, these alumni are sharing the gospel of Jesus and defending their faith on their campuses, in the marketplace, the military, the operating room, in their churches, in courtrooms, and in their homes. The impact of Heritage Christian Academy's four core values of truth, service, relationships, and excellence are evidenced in the lives of the men and women that have been trained to know, love, and serve Jesus. For more information about Heritage Christian Academy in Maple Grove, visit heritageweb.org. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical pre- Precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith driven stewardship. 800 504 1123. 800 504 1123. 800 504 1123. That's 800 504 1123. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN show or check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. If you'd like to uh, give us a like or a follow and again, follow the live stream. Continuing with the uh, DFLers gone wild, I'm not even talking about the entire session. Just this past week, there was absolute lunacy. So I read a tweet that Tim Walls put out. Uh, if I, uh, I'm trying to remember, the election day was November the 8th. So this was four days before election day. Tim Walls says, millionaires like Scott and Matt don't understand that working Minnesotans need $2,000 checks in their pockets. They killed that deal for their self-interest, which I don't understand what that means. Scott Jensen, Matt Burke had no power whatsoever to do anything. 
Uh, but when Peggy Flanagan and I are reelected, we'll get this. We'll push to get this done. Okay. Um, at the time, is uh, uh, Andrew Wagner, who was a member of the uh, House Caucus, and I forget Andrew's official title with the with the House Republican Caucus, but you know he astutely points out, you know, the surplus was about nine billion dollars when Governor Walls tweeted that. And he was promising $2,000 checks to Minnesotans. He even called them Walls checks. You know, it's kind of a campaign tactic to kind of influence the electorate. Well, uh, the surplus grew nearly doubled from that $9 billion. And yet, if anybody is getting any checks, it's going to be $260. If you're going to get a check, it's 260 bucks, and I think that's for household incomes of 140 grand or less. Don't remember the exact number, but that's a much smaller scope. You know what's amazing about this is I was writing a blog post related to that tweet and linking to the story. Uh, this was from a uh, let's see. Um, I think it was a Star Tribune story, yeah. Uh, Democrats struck a deal Wednesday on a $3 billion plan to spend uh, to send one-time tax rebate checks of $260 to 2.5 million Minnesotans, create a new tax credit they hope will slash childhood poverty rates and exempt many seniors from taxes on their Social Security income. Well, many is not all, and there were some DFLers who pledged to for a full repeal of Social Security taxes. We're one of only, like, I think, nine states that taxes Social Security, and we're going to continue to do so, apparently. Uh, local governments will also will see a boost in aid to keep property taxes down and help cover public safety costs. Not everyone will see a tax cut under the bill. Color be shocked. And some corporations and wealthier Minnesotans will pay more. Well, again, as uh, Representative Garofalo pointed out, uh, there's been... Uh, there was over a billion and a half dollars of adjusted gross income that has left the state uh, from the uh, from 2020 to 2021. So where's that money going to come from all of a sudden? They're, they're not factoring that in. Uh, here's a quote from DFL Senate Tax Chair Ann Rest. We had an extraordinary opportunity here to provide for children and families across the state. You gotta love how Senator Rest has given up the game there. Let me read that quote again. We had an extraordinary opportunity here to provide for children and families across the state. See, when the DFL takes too much of your money, not just the DFL, but state government as a whole, when they take too much of your money, you're taxed too much, and they get a surplus, they always tout that as good news. When my 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 thing is, um, if you're taking more money than you need from these working families that you supposedly care so much about, how is that good news? But instead of returning it to them, they dole it out to others. They redistribute the wealth, literally redistributing the wealth. They don't look at it as taking too much of your money. They look at it as an opportunity when they take too much of your money. So, I mean, that this is your modern-day Democrat Party, folks. Despite having the ability to right or wrong with this $18 billion surplus, they exacerbate the issues which created the wrong in the first place. So like the scorpion stinging the frog, essentially killing them both, it was in the scorpion's nature. The, basically, the DFL is a bunch of scorpions. It's in their nature, even with, a, even with this historic surplus. And by the way, the vast majority of that surplus is only a one-time deal. You know, because of the COVID stimulus funds that were left over. That's not coming back. And yet, they're growing government at just an insane pace. Absolutely insane pace. Uh, Evan Ramstead wrote about this at the uh, Star Tribune. Uh, Democrats engineered the largest leap in the size of Minnesota's government relative to its economic growth since 1960. The farthest back I could find figures to make comparisons. Walls has likened this spring's decisions to the Minnesota miracle period of the 1970s when the legislature created 
the modern state government and tripled its size in a decade. The 2020s are not the 1970s, however. The state of Minnesota is performing nothing like it did then. The population is growing slower than ever. And oh, by the way, as we're noticing, there's been a negative net migration. Okay? With Florida being one of the biggest beneficiaries of Minnesota expats. Uh, Continuing with them and Evan Ramstead's piece, uh, our workforce is still smaller than it was in 2020, and the state's economy is only growing around 3% a year, which is about one-fourth the rate it did in the 1970s. In 2022, in fact, it grew just 1.2%. Instead, we are one of the first states in the country to contend with the question of whether we can stay rich without growth. I did not expect the legislature to confront that this spring, but I also didn't expect them to make Minnesota's government such a notably bigger portion of the state's economy overall. In theory, that will crowd out private sector spending and investment, but we're in new territory as a slow-growing place. Few economists theorize about or study slow-growth economies, but for those who do, Minnesota is now clearly a place to watch. I don't know about you, but I, I'm kind of getting a little little weary of making national headlines. I mean, NBC News just a few weeks ago talked about us as being a laboratory for, for progressivism. You know, where, where they're doing this experiment with progressivism and we the citizens are kind of the lab rats. And if it doesn't work out, oh, well, you know, we, we experimented, it didn't work out. So that'll be that'll be a lot of fun to pay that piper in a few years. Uh, continuing with Evan Ramstead's piece. Uh, in fact, it's it, there's a few more paragraphs. So let me just end with this. I dug up some other number. Um, let's see. The last time the state's general fund grew more than twenty percent was in nineteen seventy eight seventy nine cycle when when it rose twenty six percent. In the three years before then, state GDP grew an average of 12% annually. That means government grew back, government back then grew only about twice as fast as the Minnesota economy. I dug up some other numbers to illustrate the step change in Minnesota government in a way that's far more that, that's more fun than serious. So don't use this on a macroeconomics exam. The company That for most of the 20th century was Minnesota's largest, 3M, from its listing on the New York Stock Exchange in 1946 until the 1970s, was always two times the size of Minnesota's government. By that, I mean 3M sales were always roughly double the state's government expenditures. Both grew at relatively consistent rates. After Minnesota's government got bigger in the 1970s, 3M was about one and a half times larger and stayed that way up to now. 3M is about to spin off a sizable part of the company. But even if it kept it, and if Minnesota's final budget hits the top of its expected range, state government would surpass 3M in size. So uh, this is kind of off of this, and I, I missed this excerpt here. Uh, Though the final budget decisions were pending before I wrote this, here are the numbers. Spending in the government's two-year budget cycle that starts July 1 is likely to be 20 to 30% higher than it was the two years that end June 30. That means state government will grow 10 times faster than the 3% rate of Minnesota's overall economic growth which I reached by averaging the three years ended 2022. And again, the last time the state's general fund grew more than 20% was in 1978-79 when it rose 26%. In the three years before then, the state GDP grew an average of 12% annually. That's not, any way you slice it, it's not a good thing when government far outpaces the economy and the private sector. I mean, I'm I'm certainly no economics guru. If you want that, you need to listen to King Banyan our, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Biz, Saturdays 9 to 11, King Banyan Show. Need, need, to, ch- need to listen to that. He'll give you a far more in-depth perspective than, than I can give you here. I mean, he's forgotten well more about economics than I will ever know. I mean, let's just be honest. 
But even I know that government growing that fast at that pace is not a good thing. And again, with a negative net migration and government's latest budget threatening to ding the wealthiest Minnesotans, again, that's always the the go-to is the wealthiest Minnesotans. Well, if indeed that billion and a half dollars adjusted gross income that has migrated out of the state in that one-year period, 20 to 20 to 2021, before all of this craziness took place, what's it going to look like in a few years? How are they going to deal with perhaps a nine-figure, dare I say, 10-figure budget deficit? uh, That's... That 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 I'm. That's probably eight figures. Yeah, eight figures would be right. So about ten billion dollars, eight figures, because we've had an eight-figure surplus, eighteen billion dollars. So if we get like a ten billion dollar deficit, that's eight-figure surp uh, deficit. How are they going to deal with that then? Where's the money going to come from? There certainly is never an appetite in the DFL side for cutting spending. They're only they're I mean even when you have an incredible surplus they don't look to cut spending and to enact permanent tax cuts. So again I I I'm not one of these people you know my wife and I we've thought about this yeah yeah we've thought a lot like a lot of other Minnesotans maybe going to a a friend a more tax friendlier state a freer state if you will some of our good friends have already done that you know we're 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 seeing a lot of our fellow Minnesotans that moved on to like South Carolina and Tennessee and Georgia and and, and Florida and Texas, good number of them. And I can't, I can't deny that my wife and I have thought about it, but, and and I don't blame people for doing that, but I, I, you know, and I, and, but I kind of am where Mitch is at right now. It's like, I think this state is worth fighting for. It's not completely gone. It's not like California yet. So definitely a lot to consider. Well, we got one final segment coming up this hour. So I haven't even gotten to the public safety, the uh, gun control provisions that they passed uh, through that, that will do next to nothing in curbing gun violence. But I don't know, maybe they can put it up as a notch on their on their headboard. What do you think? One final segment coming up this hour with me, the closer, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. Down a dirty road. Started. AM 1280, The Patriot. From South St. Paul to Southeast Asia and Little Canada to regular-sized Canada, we're where you are. Listen anytime, anywhere at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost seven percent of the more than half a million people who have tried relief factor end up ordering more that's because it works for them the way it works for me isn't it time for you to get out of pain your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only 19.95 go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out more about this offer that's relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief feel the difference At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call 
an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. There are over 5 million podcasts out there with over 70 million episodes between them. But let's face it, only a few have the Salem stamp of approval. Before getting lost in that jungle, find the ones we recommend at SalemPodcastNetwork.com or the app. Find Charlie Kirk, Dinesh D'Souza, Trish Reagan, Jenna Ellis, and Dennis and Julie, and tons more. We vet their content so you don't have to. And the nice thing is this, just like this radio station, they're always on message. SalemPodcastNetwork.com. You wouldn't run your washer for just a pair of socks, but your old water softener is doing just that when it regenerates. A smarter wet technology water softener from Commerce Water will save you salt and energy. Get $400 for your old salt hog from Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. Hey, welcome back. AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. Don't forget to weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN show or check out our live stream at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Uh, just to wrap up this week of lunacy uh, at the Minnesota legislature. So the Democrats uh, stripped an amendment from an omnibus public safety bill that would have made it harder for sex offenders to live near daycare centers. This is from Anthony Gakowski. At Alpha News, under current law, when releasing a level three sex offender into the community, the state must take into consideration the proximity of the offender's residence to schools and avoid concentrating offenders near schools or in the same neighborhood. Senator Julia Coleman, friend of the broadcast, proposed an amendment to the omnibus judiciary and public safety bill that would have expanded these restrictions to daycare centers, homes for vulnerable adults and locations where children commonly gather. Coleman's amendment passed with bipartisan support, but then was stripped from the bill during conference committee with no input from Republicans. So this is the tactic that the Democrats have been undertaking pretty much all session. Republicans have no power, but they they allow them to vote on amendments. And then you get some and then all Republican members, plus a handful of Democrats who are vulnerable in their districts, uh, vote for these amendments and they make it into the bill and then the bill is voted on. But then. During conference committee, these can be stripped out, you know, so that the House and Senate companion bills reconcile and then they're just voted on in a straight up or down vote. There's no chance to offer an amendment once these bills are reconciled in conference committee. And this is what they've been doing a lot this session. We talked about the uh, sales tax that they voted to repeal on on goods for infants, you know, child care products. Yeah, those that, that was stripped out as well. This is, this is a lot of what they've been doing, you know, and it, and you know it gives the vulnerable DFLers in these swing districts an opportunity to go back to their districts. What? What do you mean? I voted for that particular amendment, that public safety bill, but it was taken out of conference committee. What do you expect me to do? You know, it's it's just cheap, it's just cheap politics, and you know the DFL likes to uh, believes that they can manipulate their voters and. Don't prove them correct, folks. Uh, and then, of course, there were the gun control measures that got in the public safety uh, omnibus bills about an hour before Governor Tim Wall signed a pair of intensely debated gun control measures into law on Friday morning. He took to social media and tweeted, there's no place for weapons of war in our schools, churches, banks or anywhere else. People are just trying to live their lives. This is from Hank Long again at Alpha News. At his bill-signing press conference, Walls didn't expound on how the new laws, which will implement universal background checks on transfers of pistols and certain types of semi-automatic assault-style rifles and allow judges to issue extreme risk protection orders to enable police to seize guns from people deemed to be a danger to themselves or others, relate to his Weapons of War tweet. But he did promise the new laws, which go into effect August 1, will save lives. Yeah, again, really the red flag law, it's essentially anybody can 
file a, a complaint saying, hey, I think this per- this person is ba- being, making threats against me or I happen to know have good authority. This person is making threats against other people. They're unstable. And therefore, a hearing can take place and a judge can rule that a person can have their firearms removed. I'll read further down this piece. Uh, Rob Dorr of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus told legislators in multiple committee hearings this session that the universal background check bill would actually harm law-abiding citizens with overburdensome processes, such as requiring a permit for every back-and-forth private party transfer of handguns or rifles with certain attachments and giving local law enforcement the authority to mandate a 20-day waiting period for such transfers to take place. So, yeah, th- these will do that. That will do nothing to inhibit gun violence because here's a tip for you criminals who got their guns illegally aren't going to file paperwork to transfer guns to someone else i hate to break it to you and about this red flag bill you know there are people who have legitimate mental health issues and if they are lawful gun owners and yet want to seek treatment for their mental health this could perhaps discourage them from doing that, from seeking the treatment they need for fear that they, someone could rule, some judge can rule that their gun could be taken away. And again, I'll read this excerpt. Gun, owner, gun owners' rights organizations in Minnesota and several uh, Republican legislatures have opined at the Capitol this session that the extreme risk protection order uh, legislation, or the red flag bill, in particular may face a constitutional challenge because it will allow a judge to issue a temporary seizure of an individual's firearms via an ex parte hearing. So a lot of people, when this passed, say, well, that's illegal, that's unconstitutional, there will be lawyers, yada, yada, yada. Well, the problem is, uh, number one, it costs a lot for a lawsuit, and secondly, typically, when you bring a lawsuit, you have to show damages. You have to show someone was legitimately harmed. So unfortunately, someone has to go through dare I say, uh, an unconstitutional uh, seizure of their property because they haven't committed crimes. But the fact is that, oh, this person, they seem kind of they, they seem suicidal. Well, how is taking their firearm going to make them less so? What they need is to seek help for their mental health issues. But like I said, they may hesitate to do so if they fear that their firearms are going to be taken away. So that's definitely not the end of this story. Uh, and... If we're in, if that wasn't enough, they decided to try to do a victory lap and introduce legislation to maybe try to uh, ban certain firearms. We'll watch how that develops over the next 10 hours. Hour number one in the books. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Okay. We are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018 800-884-9018 That's 800-884-9018 we noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They re- ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly. There were no hidden costs in their quotes. And the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. 
go to jtrroofinginc.com. That's jtrroofinginc.com. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. In just 10 minutes, I can zip through 10 stories that matter, 10 stories that help me start my day and help shape where I go with The Mike Gallagher Show. You and I know the mainstream media is filling the airwaves with a left-wing take on the news of the day. This is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't verify. We put it on because it's bad for Biden. It's critical to find a news source that tells the truth. Well, that's Daybreak Insider. Daybreak Insider is that source. I get it in my mailbox every day. It helps shape the stories I bring to you. It's a look at today's most compelling stories, how they are covered by the media, and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. AM 1280, The Patriot is W. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.